Welcome to episode 77 of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. Today's guest is John Zeno Luises, a third generation candy maker and the head honcho at Zeno's Boardwalk Sweet Shop. He took over the family business in 2003 and has grown it to include four candy retail shops and three ice cream shops. The brick and mortar stores are in Florida, but a bustling online candy store means the confections are available nationwide. John began working at the store when he was 11. He says, quote, my goal is to make sure we do the best candy making in the world and have fun doing so, unquote. John and I chat about the candy business and why candy and ice cream stores are great places for grandparents and grandchildren to make sweet memories. Be sure to check out the store's website to watch videos of John and his crew making candy and ice cream. The web address is in the show notes. If you were to visit our store in Daytona Beach or St. Augustine or Madera Beach, we have taffy pullers pulling in the windows. They're making taffy right there and just kind of stretches the taffy and gives you an overall idea kind of how the taffy is made. And then in the stores themselves, we have videos of us producing all the different candies and ice creams that we make. Most of our locations are very touristy, like heavily foot traffic locations. And we've got three other ice cream shops of a different name as well. We just stay busy. We just want to make ice cream and put it in busy stores. Right. Our place is pretty big, though. It's about 11,000 square feet. And, you know, I love the su- subject of your book because everyone goes, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh, I, I could say ice cream or candy maker. But I go, we've been making memories since 1948 because that's exactly what we do because we've got great-grandparents bring in their great-grandchildren to our stores that visited when they were kids. And my parents had the store for 40 years, and my great-uncle had it for 10 years before that. And I'm in my 20th year of having it. This is our 2023 will be 75 years of business for us and 20 years since I've taken over. It's all about nostalgia. Our core values are family, fun, and legacy. You know, family-owned business serving other families. We have fun at work. So if we have fun at work, the customers are definitely going to have fun being here. And legacy, like, you know, remembering those who helped you get to where you got. And I'm very big on those. And all our stores, we try to fill those and make sure everyone has a good time because we're very lucky business. Everyone's usually in a very good mood when they walk into a candy and ice cream shop. I mean, you've got to be a specific kind of person to be in a bad mood <laughs> to walk into <laughs> one of our stores but it's not it's not another business where something went wrong and you have to go in and or it's not a nightclub where the girl of your dreams tells you no or something like that now you're in a bad no nah, you're just in there to get some ice cream and some taffy and get out in your way and go enjoy the beach so everyone that walks in that store is 99.9999% in a fantastic mood when they walk in so we're very lucky every summer my family goes to the Outer Banks for a week. I take two of them at a time and we do something that each of them wants to do. For the most part, they want to go play miniature golf and then they want to go have ice cream (laughs) and we ride the trolley and it is so much fun. I look forward to that every single year. Those are my kind of kids. The one thing I still eat every day, I still eat probably two scoops of ice cream every day. And I don't sit there and eat two scoops, but when they're making it, Whatever they're flavoring, I'll just go grab a spoonful. And throughout the course of the day, it's like, you know, I I guarantee you it's at least two scoops. And it's it's the best part of the job. I'm very lucky in that sense. 
if I wasn't a candy and ice cream maker, I don't know what else I would be that I could possibly be even somewhat successful at because I'm kind of lazy with every other aspect of my life. But when it comes to this business and doing what I do, I, I think about it nonstop. So even everyone's like, do you ever not think about it? And I go, no. And it's, I guess it's amazing because if you would have met me as a kid, I'm 45 years old. Now, if you met me as a kid, I mean, oh my goodness, I was the laziest person in the whole wide world. And then I came to realize the older I got, there's no such thing as a lazy person. I always tell this to parents that have like kids that are teenagers or a little older. And I go, there's no such person thing as a lazy person. They just haven't found their passion yet. And once they're passionate about something, then everyone wakes up. I found my passion in the candy business. My parents had gift shops as well. And you visiting the Outer Banks, I'm sure you're familiar with them. And seeing the different shot glasses and the keychains and all the little knickknacks that come in a gift shop. Oh, my goodness. That was the most miserable working in the shop. So I know I definitely did not want to do that. And then my dad brought me back in the kitchen when I was 15 years old. And my older brother at the time, he and my dad were the ones making the candy. And all I did was clean the tables after them and the floors. That's all, that's all I was. But then my brother went and did his own thing. And then I started learning how to make the candy. And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. And I like doing it. We were just a little store back then. We've grown a lot since then. You know, my dad's best year was 9,000 pounds. We're going to do probably just shy of 500,000 pounds this year of taffy alone. And then we make ice cream for about 25 stores, I would say, in Florida. And just built a nice little family business. And it's definitely manageable. I don't do any new business that takes me away from coaching my kids soccer, spending time with my wife. And I don't want anyone coming to work for me that has to do that. I'm very mindful of the fact that you only can, got one life, so you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I, my kids are 13 and 10 and I, you know, I want to enjoy them now. And they both want to take over the business when they get older, which that's on them. I have not forced them. They both tell me they want to do it. And that's great. So I figure I have another 10 years. But even then, I'm, he's going to be low man on the totem pole. So he's not coming in to run anything. I've got people that have been with me for 20 years. By then, hopefully 30 years. So they're going to be his bosses still. But maybe I'll take a couple more vacations. <laughs> you know, so it is what it is. Do the kids help you now? So my oldest last summer he started. Uh, he's coming back this summer again. I'm probably going to have him more at the store this year. Dealing with the customers. Scooping out. Because he, he, he grew a bunch this year. He was kind of the... The runt of the litter from all his friends, but this year he sprouted. So now he can actually like physically get in and scoop ice cream and deal with customers. And last year he helped us making boxes and tubs and a lot of the prep work that needs to be done when you're making stuff. We brought him to the factory, but we're going to take him to the store this year and have him deal with the customers because dealing with customers is a very good life lesson when you're a young person because it makes sure that you start treating people well when you become an adult or a customer yourself, because not to get political or philosophical or whatever, but I think a lot of people that are kind of rude never worked in the service industry. And once you work in the service industry and you've dealt with customer service and people, oh my goodness, it is, what a nice thing it is to have a customer come in that's nice. They treat you with respect and everyone makes mistakes and I make mistakes all the time with my customers and with my wholesale customers, but I'm very quick to fix them. And the nicer you are to me, in terms of Johnny, this happened. I'm like, oh, I'm on it right away. But if you yell at me first off the bat and haven't even given me, oh, I'm, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do anything about that. You know, right. it's just, it's amazing how people feel the need to go from zero to a hundred. And I have said, and I will say this publicly, that 
and I have said it publicly that there's a special place in HELL for people that file complaints publicly online, especially to a small business that have not given them the chance to fix the situation yet. If you look at our reviews, we're very high. We're number one in this number. We're always like ranked highest in this. But I have other friends that have businesses and I just don't understand how people feel. Everyone thinks their voice is the most important voice and needs to be heard and just wants to say something negative and just don't take into account that that's someone's livelihood and someone's family you're messing with it. But they'll go to the same franchise business a million times and wait four hours in line and deal with all the headaches there. But I'm a small business ambassador to the Manufacturers Association here in Volusia County and Daytona Beach. Whenever we have a small business manufacturer open a business, I'm, I try to be as hands-on and helpful as possible. And it's not food or candy or anything like that, just any manufacturer, because I, I've dealt with those trials and tribulations and those headaches and all the problems that come with starting a business, I'm still still dealing with them now, just on a big, grander scale. You know, when it was me and my wife, we had maybe two or three employees. But now with all the stores, we're probably up to 50 employees now. I still know all their names and I still keep in touch with all the people that have left us in the past to go to bigger and better things. And the store is my third child and I've had it longer. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I've got to make sure I take care of it. How many stores do you have? We have four Zenos locations. But in the last year, we bought these very popular and successful ice cream stores over on the west coast of Florida in the Tampa Clearwater area. They are uh, called Strawhans. They've been in business since 1999. They win like best in uh, Tampa Bay for ice cream and carrot cakes every year. That's my wife's hometown. So, you know, I know of those stores because we would go visit my in-laws all the time. And when they became available, we made sure to grab them. So we've been running those for the last year or so and didn't change the name, didn't change any of the recipes, didn't change anything because if something's not broke, don't fix it. The only thing we've done different is just make things easier for everybody because as a manufacturer, you realize you need to eliminate steps. And when you're a mom and pop store, you don't really pay attention to all the different steps that your employees do to scoop an ice cream cone, to put it in a cup because you don't really pay attention to that. But when you need to make you know, 3,000 pounds of taffy a day and you're only making two, well, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, what did you do here? You start seeing all the extra steps that people were doing, wasting time, not working less hard. They still work just as hard, but just working more for no reason. So when we go into these stores, we could see they were just wasting a lot of time walking to different stations here and there. And we saved like 3,000 footsteps a day just by moving a few things around. And we're able to serve customers a lot more quickly now with less people. The lines at that store, on those stores, or any of our stores this time of year being summer, are crazy busy. We pump them through. Like, you know, we get you in and out. Like So I'm a big believer that people will wait in the line if they see the people behind the counters moving and the line is moving itself. But if they're on their phone talking to their friends, not so much. We make sure that we try to get the customers in and out in a comfortable pace where they don't feel rushed and they get to enjoy the experience, but at the same time that they're not in our stores all day waiting to get an ice cream cone. That's a good philosophy. You said you're like the fourth 
generation to own the store? I'm the third. My great uncle, Thomas Nourgus, had it in 1948. He was a Greek immigrant, moved to New York, lived in Coney Island for quite some years, learned to make candy up there. And then one winter on vacation in Daytona Beach, when it was still 20 below zero in New York, he came down to Daytona and it was 85 degrees. And he's like, yeah, I'm never going back. And then my dad came <laughs> over from Greece. In 1953, and then he took it over from my uncle in 1963, and then he had it for 40 years. And then once I finished college, I, I took the shop over in 2003. I was content to run that little store for the rest of my life because it it's just a good little store. But then the hurricanes in 2004 came, and we didn't get any major damage, but structural damage. But we lost power through all the way, all this ice cream. But what that did was wake me up and made me realize I can't rely on this one little store the rest of my life. So that's what really sparked the growth to open more stores and to start wholesaling and manufacturing. Otherwise, I'd just be a single store operator and uh, in the day and playing my guitar at home at night. So I, I, my life would have been a lot different. It's a lot more parts moving right now, but we've we somehow managed to make it through okay so far. <laughs> did you know your great uncle? I did not. He passed away like right before my parents got married. So they got married in 68 and I believe he passed away like right 67. My dad passed away in 2019. He went out the way he wanted to go. It was a very unexpected like you know it was on his birthday and he had and he suffered a stroke and was out and i'm telling you if you knew my father that's exactly how he went strong no issues my dad was a very hands-on loving person mr personality he could not have thought survived covid to have that man locked down in his home, no way. So, I mean, I, I still believe he's like, you know what? I'm good. And then he just decided to <laughs> check out. I tell everyone, he lived to be 86 years old, a strong 86, a good, happy, healthy 86 years old. I told everyone, I go, that's exactly how I want it to end because he watched my kids. My wife and I went on a small vacation his last week. So, he and my mom had the kids all week. He had the best week with that. Like, you know, it was really just like uh, he it's like he wrote it at the perfect ending himself. And I joke around, like I said before, that he must have known COVID was coming. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take off now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what memories do your children have of their grandfather? Oh, they uh, so my dad, of course, being Greek, got that heavy Greek accent when he talks. They walk around. Uh, my dad and I used to like, you know, play wrestle. I think most kids do with their dad. And it was funny how he could beat me up, but I wasn't allowed to hit him back. Like, you know, so we would be wrestling and he would always go, no, Johnny, no, Johnny, no, 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 like that. And my son, who's Zeno, I named him that for my dad. When he and I wrestle now, he does the no, Johnny, no, Johnny, like, you know, so it's like, it's funny. It, it's, I'm never allowed to beat anyone up. I'm always the one that's like, you know, supposed to take the punishment. But they remember him very well. He was a big character. He's very well known in Daytona Beach. If you think about it, we're the other family-owned business that started in 1948 in Daytona Beach. NASCAR is the other one. I always like to tell everyone, the jury's still out as to which one of us is more successful. But one day we'll find out. But no, I'm just kidding. We started with taffy. Tell me the flavors. We've got 101 flavors. I don't know anyone that's got that many started off with 10 or 15 i want to say but once i start took over and we started making ice cream i was like well you know you can make a chocolate chip cookie dough 
taffy because we're making chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. So we started making all these different kinds of taffy flavors. And sure enough, I like the number 101, taffy 101, 101 Dalmatian. So I was like, we'll just do taffy 101 flavors. We get rid of some flavors every other year or so. We'll have like a little taffy funeral. We know we don't make that flavor. And then We'll bring a new flavor in. Like this year, we're introducing pickle taffy, which is if you're a pickle person, <laughs> it's excellent. But, you know, I'm not a pickle person, but I have a couple of young ladies that have been working with me forever and they they'll drink the pickle juice. I mean, they just the biggest pickles per, and they think it's the greatest thing ever. And, you know, there's a lot of people like that. We have our traditional 50, 40 flavors that, you know, that are in any candy like orange cherry, strawberry, all those traditional flavors. But then we've got some really unique ones like maple bacon and beer and mimosa and strawberry daiquiri that are different and out there, but good, good at the same time. That was always the most fun part for me is the experimenting and making all the new stuff. As we've gotten bigger, we don't really make that many new things anymore. We just make a lot more of it. That's why if I ever get creative, it's usually on the ice cream side of things because the ice cream, we're still, we can make like smaller runs of things, but the taffy, you've got to make 120 pounds of it if you want to try it out. And I'm like, you know, we don't really need to do, don't we need to reinvent the wheel on these because we do really well with them and, and it's delicious. Our taffy's very good. Taffy's the one thing I've had that we make that I haven't had good from somewhere else. I've had great ice cream from uh, other places. I've had great chocolates from other places and fudge, but taffy's the one thing where I'm like, yeah, this is head and shoulders better than the rest. Do you sell only in the Florida area or do you export to other states? So our stores, all seven of them are in Florida, but then we ship out to two, three major like candy distributors across the USA, one in Indiana, one in Texas, and one that's got locations in Florida, New York, and California. And what these distributors do is they buy the candy from us and buy the truckload and then they'll ship them out to different candy stores mom and pop candy stores throughout the country so i have no idea actually how many stores have our candy uh in them i just know those distributors do a good job it's like it's it's a better deal for everyone because i deal with only a few customers and if you owned a smaller store and you wanted to buy five pounds of banana, five pounds of cherry to buy for me, you would just get beat up by the shipping like, you know, so badly. But if you buy through a candy distributor, I sell it to them at a little cheaper of a price. Now you can get your Reese's peanut butter cups from them, your M&Ms, you know, all the other stuff you want for your candy store. And the shipping's not that bad because you're buying it like, you know, you're buying a lot more stuff than just you know, the few pounds of taffy you'd get from me. It's a win-win situation that way. And one day maybe I'll do a tour and visit all the stores that sell our candy, but that might take a little longer than I have. So I can't really do that right now. It's all sold though under the Zeno Taffy label, not a private label. Well, we do private label as well, but that Zeno's is definitely out in a bunch of other candy stores across the country as well. A lot of times family-owned businesses, as they get passed down, there's just not that interest. And so family businesses often just die out. What do you think has been the reason for your family's success? For my dad, it was he didn't know how to do anything else. So he had to make it succeed. Came to this country with no money in his pocket, 
it's what he was taught. So he's like, I'm going to make it work. It's definitely the American dream because the location where our flagship store is, he would walk by it every day and say, I'm going to own this corner one day. I'm going to own this corner. And sure enough, you know, he did that. As for me, like I mentioned before, I don't know. I just went in to the kitchen one day and started making candy and realized I, I liked it a lot. And I liked being the creative side of things. I'm not an artist in terms of I'm a tear. If you saw me, my drawings or anything like that, oh my goodness, it's tear like stick figures. Awful. Everyone makes fun of my drawings and sketches. But, you know, I, I like to play music. So I, I like to be creative in that sense. So making the candy was like a creative outlet for me to use that side of the brain. And then the business aspect, we just happen to be in a very good spot and a good location so I can make a good living off of it. So the two together, you know, making a good living and doing something I like fueled the fire to go ahead and branch out to try to grow this business. Now, as for my kids and generational family businesses, they say the first generation started it. The second generation is usually the entitled ones. And the third generations usually sell it all or lose it. I'm the third generation. I haven't sold it yet. And I'm not planning on losing it yet either. I don't know what they say about the fourth generation, but I can tell you this. If the person, in this case, my children, aren't interested and love running the business the way that I love it, they're going to lose it. Either they're going to sell it to someone else or they're going to go out of business. There's no way, I don't think you can keep a status quo and just do okay with it. You have to commit or you have to get out. So that's why it's super important that I don't enforce the idea of coming to work for me because I don't want them to have to come work for me. I want them to come work with me. By doing that, they both have a crazy interest in learning everything about the candy business, which is kind of weird for me. And I and they both have their own gifts where they could make a very good team. I like I run the stores with my wife's brother. He's the numbers guy. He's the tougher guy. I'm more of the the sweetheart, the creative guy, but he's the one that keeps everyone on track. I'm the one that makes sure the product's good and the brand ambassador, if you will. And I, and my two kids, I see one being the business guy and my that's CJ and my oldest son, Zeno, being the face of the company because he's Mr. Personality and he's the namesake of the company. In a dream world, that would work out, but they, they have to have a passion for it. If there's no passion then the, the business is long done. It's better for them to get other people to run it <laughs> like then, then run it to the ground. On your website, you mentioned that you starred in a commercial for Noom, the weight yes. loss app. Correct. You lost, what, 20 or 30 pounds. You also just told us that you eat two scoops of ice cream a day. How does that work? What was really cool about the whole Noom experience is you can eat whatever you want. It, it, it kind of like plays tricks on your brain. You can eat whatever you want. You just have to make up for it in some way. I am an exercise fiend. I exercise nonstop. I go running four miles a day. I do jujitsu. And before like I hurt my knees, I would play soccer twice a week. I'm very active. And the work I do is very active as well, especially when I'm involved in production. I burn naturally a lot of calories throughout the day just because of my activities. But I was just eating the most obscene amount of food of not like, you know, weight just more than anyone really needs. Once I started Noom, 
you start tracking your calories and you start weighing yourself every day. And by just weighing yourself every day, it kind of holds you accountable because I believe a lot of people get scared to get on the scale if they have a bad day to see what it is they weigh the next day. And what happens is you don't weigh yourself the next day. You have another bad day, another bad day, another bad day. And all of a sudden, instead of being one pound up, you're up 10 pounds. And it like, you know, happens out of nowhere. Just by weighing myself every day and just by keeping my tracks of my calories. So I'm, you know, six foot, I can eat 2,500 calories a day and lose weight. And 2,500 calories is not a little food. It's it's good amount of food. But for every calorie you burn exercising, Noom says, okay, give yourself an extra half calorie of food. So if I exercise, and let's say I burn 500 calories doing something, I could eat another 250 calories worth of food. And that's where I would get my desserts and my snacks from and and all of a sudden, the weight came off. I'm still right at where I was at my lowest. Just staying active, but I got to eat whatever I want. And they taught you everything in moderation. The other big thing was once you like kind of forbid yourself to eat something, it's all you want. And once you have it for that first time, since you've neglected to have it, instead of keeping the 10 pounds you lost, you find another five pounds from where you were originally. Just started keeping everything in moderation. If I knew I was going to have a night out with my friends or go out to dinner, I would bank calories, you know, through the rest of the week. If I could normally eat 2,500 calories, I'd eat 2,200 calories, knowing that 300, I'm going to use those extra 300 on another day. There's just little things like that. And it was fairly easy to do. And the funny thing about it is those commercials were on everywhere. I was on everyone's TV everywhere. I tell everyone I was more famous than Brad Pitt those days because no one was going out and I was on a national commercial during the greatest stay at home pandemic in the history of the world. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm waking <laughs> my, up to myself at five in the morning and I'm watching news and, and uh, you know, I'm on the news. I'm like, oh my goodness, the, the, the president's watching this right now. Like, oh my God, like, you know, like, oh my God, this person saw me right now. Oh, the NBA playoffs. Oh my God, that means someone saw, like, you know, like I, I was like, oh, it's crazy. It was a really cool experience. I got to fly it out to California twice, once in LA and once in Santa Monica. And then they wanted to fly me to England to go film on the London Bridge over there. But that I said no to that one because we were right in the middle of spring break down here. But ultimately, I wouldn't have been able to go because that was the week the world shut down. Just glad I wasn't over there when all that happened because uh, I don't know if I could have gotten home. It worked out for the best and I'll always be appreciative and thankful of it. Where can our listeners find you on the web and can they order taffy to have shipped to their house? For sure. So our website is worldsmostfamoustaffy.com. Daytona Beach is the world's most famous beach. So, of course, we have the world's most famous taffy. I tell everyone uh, the taffy may have been created on the Jersey Shore, but it was perfected on the world's most famous beach. We ship a lot out. Uh, we have a special buy three pounds, get the fourth pound for free, and uh, free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. And we have a bunch of other confections that we make there as well. Like we make our, our different kinds of brittles and caramel corns and sea foam and caramels, all kinds of goodies. It's amazing the way technology has helped businesses out. Because if you would have told me five years ago that we were doing as much business on the website as we are, I would have laughed. It's like it's like its own store, which is crazy, but it, it's very, very cool. Why is going to a candy store or an ice cream store so important for grandparents and grandkids and making memories. If you pay attention to like the 
TV shows that are popular right now, like one, for example, is Stranger Things, which is based out of the 80s. Nostalgia always wins. I just, I'm a big believer that the way things used to be, how you remember them, the good old days, no matter if you're born now or you're born 50 years ago, the way they were, or 70, 80 years ago, the way they were when you were a kid will always be looked back fondly for the most part. A lot of the people that come to visit us, they just visit us, one, because that's where they used to go. And they used to go with their parents. And they, I know my mom's from Charleston, South Carolina, and she wants to plan a trip this year to take my kids to Charleston, South Carolina, so she could show them where it is that she grew up. Because we go to Greece every year, my dad's home, very familiar with that history. She wants to show them that. So. When you're dealing with nostalgia, and even if you're dealing out of someone else's candy or ice cream shop, once that sugar hits the bloodstream and you're you're in a happy place, you've just created a new memory because our parents and grandparents aren't with us forever, and it's their job to spoil us, and especially the grandparents. When they're not around when we're older, we don't they, we don't remember them yelling at us. We remember them taking us to the goodie spots and I'm just very lucky that one of my businesses or my business is one of those places to come. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. You will find the links to our guests and the topics we discussed in this episode's show notes. If you would like to be a guest or if you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please connect with me at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com.